Hey y'all, I'm Erin Bagwell. And I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism. In our world, Michelle Obama takes us to church. We love Adele no matter what she weighs. And I can't live with my parents anymore. Someone help me. Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television. The glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is Beaver Beaver Talk. How are you? I'm here. I'm here. I'm, you know, doing You know what's thing. so funny? I'm looking <laughs> at a photo of us. So I, when I moved here, I, I wasn't finished unpacking. And so I brought my leather bag to carry my hard drive in for the movie. And it was, it's filled with photos that were on my corkboard. And there's a photo of you and I from... The Gaga concert where it rained in Queens sitting right on my, um, I have like four, it's so weird. I have like four photos. That's one of them. That was such a night. I had like strep throat and I was just like, nothing will keep me from Gaga. I'm so blonde in this photo. I'm like a real platinum. It's making me think I should dip on, dip my toes back on in. I mean, I think you should live platinum. Yeah. You are, you are great platinum. Yeah, that's probably right. (laughs) anyway (laughs) how's your hair doing people are really we're talking a lot about hair with the corona how are you feeling where's your hair at I mean it's long and blonde so nothing's really changed it's definitely longer than it needs to be um but I don't really do a lot with my hair you know I'm pretty like no mess no fuss I feel for people who like really try to maintain a style Mm -hmm, mm because I think that's impossible yeah I know my hair's growing out and the back of it is feeling like half an inch longer than the front. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But my um, brother's girlfriend is a hairstylist. And I feel like once we get into a place where like we're allowed to see our family, I'm going to make her trim my hair. Yeah, I think that's probably the move. But I've been highlighting, you know, since I was 12 years old. So I can do that by myself. No problem. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I mean... My hair is definitely all one length, but it doesn't really need a lot. So I'm lucky in that sense. I know. You're one of those people that never touches it. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm a weirdo like that. I trimmed the back of Sal's hair and it looks so bad. (laughs) I didn't like, I couldn't like see it. Do you know what I mean? Like I was standing above him and from the top it looked really good. And then when he stood up, I was like, oh, I really messed this up. (laughs) What scissors did you use for it? Because I'm always so curious what people do with at-home haircuts. You know, I have at home in my Brooklyn apartment, I have a pair of haircutting scissors that are a sharp pair that I only use for that instance. But my mother, who also is a bang trimmer herself, so I I find this inexcusable, but I had to use a pair of dull scissors. It was awful. Oof. It wasn't good. It wasn't a good process. No, nothing good comes from a pair of dull scissors. No. That's horrible. Yeah, I mean, we they weren't that bad, but it was like, I, it could have been a lot better. Actually, maybe I'll write that on my grocery list for tonight to keep my eyes out for some chompers. Yeah, no more dull scissors. I feel like you're just setting yourself up for failure. It's not even fair. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm wrapped in a blanket scarf currently. Oh. Even though it's nice outside, I felt the need to just, you know, surround myself with a comfy cozy. I bought my mom, me and my aunt, these huge fuzzy Amazon, I hate to plug Amazon, but these huge slippers that are like, they look like um, sandals, but they are just covered in fur. I'll take a picture for the episode. They're so cute. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. So kind I haven't of, really had any good purchases. I'm trying to think. I don't I think know. I've had anything. I mean, I feel like it's the only thing keeping me going is like, is something going to come in the mail? Yeah, that's fair. I've really tried to be good too and try to buy local when I can, but you know, it's, it's tough stuff out there. It is indeed. So what's on, uh, anything on your list? I have, I have something kind of devastating that I wanted to talk to you about. (laughs) Well, I think that's a great place to start. (laughs) We love the devastating. I have so many things actually, but, um, so as you know, and our Bettys know, I've been watching a lot of reality TV. I'm finding a lot of comfort in seeing women leave their houses in full hair and makeup. It's like soothing a part of me, like deeply. And we got like a coming up on this season for the Kardashians, and they are going to start doing Corona footage. No. And I can't see Kris Jenner cry. And I'm like, I would, Dan, I was like shook for like three days. I kept talking about it. I was like, can you believe they're doing this? They're doing this? They're doing it? Like, I, I feel like the walls of my bubble are just, have been popped. I don't think that's a good move, to be honest with you. <sighs> I mean... Like, I don't think that makes sense for the brand. I'm actually surprised. Yeah. I mean, I am a bit curious, like... But don't you think they have help? Like, we're not going to get, like, what I would like to know is, like, Kim has four children. And, like, what are her and Kanye doing? But there's no way they're taking care of their children. No, mm. absolutely not. So, I mean, I'd like to see that version of maybe what they're doing during coronavirus, but I don't think that's what's happening. I'm, like, shocked at how much I don't care about what celebrities are doing during coronavirus. Mm. Like, I'm just like, you know what? They're nothing without their content. Mm. And I find this is, like, content for the sake of as opposed to, like, I mean, that's reality TV, too, though. So maybe I'm a bad person to ask. Like, it's like, this is slice of life stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm just not sure. I'm a, ugh, I'm not sure. Like as a Kardashian fan, like are you excited to watch how they handle Corona? <sighs> no, I'm I'm not. But I will also say, I mean, I will stick around. <laughs> but if it's not well, we serving me, I will turn it off. You know. But it's sad. Yeah. Like we're not gonna have like Vanderpump is not probably not gonna shoot this summer. Like all these shows that shoot primarily in the summer, you know, are endless New York. Or, or I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens next year. Oh, girl, we're not gonna have movies next year. We're not gonna have t- TV next year. Oh man, we're not gonna have anything next year. It's gonna be so weird. Yeah. Well, you know, I was watching an interview with Reese and she was talking about how they're, how they are shooting television shows. Um, how? I, I guess they're shooting them like, I would assume, but I, I don't want to speak for Miss Witherspoon, that they're doing some <laughs> kind of like green screen situation where they're pretending two actors are in the same room, Ugh. but they're shooting them separate. She's like, but we can't figure out how to do a love scene. 
Yeah, that's not going to work. Maybe it's, it's not going to happen. Maybe it's time for animated content to just really make a jump. I mean, I, know, I wouldn't be surprised that if that's a, where things go. Can you do that without a studio, though, and a lot of people working on it? No. Yeah. No is the answer. But I think the innovation Hollywood's going to go through is going to be profound. Hmm. It's, it's going to have to, just because it can't do business as usual for the productions that it's been doing. It's interesting because I feel like in a lot of ways, and obviously it's there are so many problems, as we just said, about like actors being in the same room and et cetera, et cetera. But it's funny how I feel like the skeleton crew is going to be probably, if, if people are going to move forward in any way, it's going to kind of go back to basics. Um, that'll be kind of interesting to see if maybe other independent artists, you know, filmmakers, directors who might, you know, I'm thinking of like our Sarah Moshmans who, you know, you know, or your Aaron Bagwells who are used to working with, <laughs> you know, a small crew. Maybe they'll get a chance to, you know, do bigger work because they have the experience in that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think that is 100% going to be the case. I think it's also just scary news for people who work in production crews oh, within yeah. the industries with studios where suddenly you're not needed because they can shoot it on iPhone or they can light it with a selfie light or they can, you know what I mean? Like they can just, they can run with a skeleton crew. So it, it makes it so that a ton of people just aren't needed on set anymore, which is scary to think about. I mean, needed for sure, but wanted always. I think production values will always kind of need more people, but yeah, you can do it as on a running gun situation. Oh man, what a what an interesting how this is gonna shift so many experiences and I don't know. It's wild. Our hearts go out yeah. to people who feel like they are we're in the middle of a project or I can't imagine, you know, I'm part of a documentary Facebook group and the women are saying like, should we shoot? Is it safe? Our subject, you know, there's so much that's still in production that is kind of feeling like it's on hold. And my, our hearts go out to those people who kind of are like stuck in the middle. Yeah, completely. And then the people who got, you know, put on furlough who are part of TV shows or part of ongoing productions and, you know, aren't fired, but also aren't able to get hired anywhere and are just everyone's stuck in purgatory. Yeah wild it's going to be really interesting to see especially next year and kind of 2022 and like onward um the kind of shifts in content that start to take precedent absolutely it's interesting i mean i was trying go ahead oh no go ahead i was gonna say i was trying to remember what the devastating thing was that you just mentioned but then i remembered it's chris jenner and (laughs) going through coronavirus and i was like oh yeah we covered it (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is beaver bites. I'm not going to bring, I'm not bringing any hard news in, gals. I know. I got scared there for a second. I was like, wait, did we cover the devastation? But we did. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, I watched the cutest live stream of Hillary Duff doing a Lizzie McGuire table read. And Diana, I have to tell you, Hillary is a star. Well, yeah. Even amongst the Zoom the bad tech. I mean, the way she like sunk into those lines, I was like, God damn, like she is really, it was amazing. 
Where can Betty's watch this? Because I feel like I want to check it out. Yeah, you can go to um, Hillary Duff's Instagram. She posted it on her feed. She did a, a replay so you can Instagram TV watch the whole thing. Um, and I was like, oh, I'll watch a couple of minutes. I watched 20 minutes of this episode <laughs> about her going to the mall with her mom. Um, it was fantastic. I couldn't, I was like, she's, a, she's an artist of our time. I feel like we've been sleeping on Hillary. I mean, she has, <laughs> yeah, maybe we have. I don't know. Well, you I know, feel like I loved is, Lizzie McGuire initially. Oh, yes. She was, and she's also on the show with, um, God, this is not going to be a good connect the dots. She's yeah, yeah, on a she's show on... where she plays like the boss bitch in New York. Oh my um, God. What's that show called? I want, it's not, Ugh. it's like one word unaged or something it's about it's about being young and is it called youth young (laughs) it's called youth young is it it called (laughs) something like it's called younger thank you everyone for being a younger younger yeah the Sutton Foster yeah I haven't seen it I haven't watched it but I know a lot of people who like it I thought it was very cute it was a fun yeah and it was interesting (laughs) actually she would shoot it was right when she had her second baby and she'd fly back and forth every weekend. Ugh, it just sounded like a lot of work, that show for her. Yeah, that but, sounds horrible. But she's, yeah, she, I, I'd like to see more of her when, after this is done. Um, did they bring back the original parents for the Lizzie McGuire show? They did. They got all original cast? All original cast. Fabulous. Yeah, Gordo was not looking that great to be... With love. With all the love to Gordo. Yeah. I wasn't really ever look that great. I wasn't really ever a Gordo though, yeah. Did you hear about the drama of the new Lizzie McGuire? No. They wanted to reboot it for Disney Plus. Did you hear about this? Wait, isn't that what they're doing? Well, isn't that what this Lizzie McGuire like what? No, this was ju- this was a table read of, you know, the old school one. Oh. And then they were going to reboot it, but Hillary wanted to take it in a place where, like, I don't know, how old is she? Like, our age, where she was, you know, doing stuff an adult person would do. And Dizzy was like, oh, no, 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 no. It needs to be, like, PG. <laughs> and oh she was like, God. oh, well, I'm not going to do that. Like, I thought, I'm all on board for, like, rebooting this character and, like, her life. And they were like, oh, no. Uh- <laughs> I mean, yeah, when you said, it's funny you say that because when you were like, yeah, she was like doing a table read for an episode where she goes to the mall, the mall with her mom. I was like, oh, your picture. Why is she, (laughs) why is she still going to the mall with her mom? Like, what is this? It all makes sense now. Yeah. Well, good for Hillary. I mean, it's not easy to step away from a Disney contract. No, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe they can work it out. Uh, yeah. Here's hoping. Are you watching or getting into anything these days? You know, I started Hollywood, the new Ryan Murphy series. Yeah. On Netflix. I believe this is based on a documentary. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know anything about it. I've just, I've just seen, like, stills and stuff from it on Instagram, and I was like, this looks fantastic. It, it looks so beautiful. Is it? Um, I got like <laughs> 10 minutes into the first episode and I was like, okay, okay. I'm not like in the headspace for this. Yeah. I need to revisit. 
when you I know, have my, more space. My friend said the same thing. I I hate to say. The first episode's a little underwhelming, and I just kind of felt like I think I needed to adjust my expectations. I think I was, I think I was thinking it was going to be like the assassination of Gianni Versace, which mm-hmm. just like throws you in and is super intense. But I was just kind of like, I don't know if I'm feeling this right now. I'm gonna say something controversial yet brave, as Trixie Mattel says. Ryan Murphy usually directs the first pilots of a lot of his shows, and they're phenomenal. And then he kind of steps away to write other phenomenal shows, and sometimes I feel as though he's missing. Because mm. he's yeah, got maybe. a lot going on. Yeah, he's constantly on the go. I don't know. I feel like I've liked shows in the past, but for this one, I was just like, I need to visit when I have more space. Yeah. I want to like, I want to like love the golden age of Hollywood world that it creates. And I feel like I was just kind of like, eh, but I think I will love it. I think I will love it. I just need to give myself time. Okay. Well, we'll we'll pray for you. (laughs) Um, And then I'm starting Insecure. Oh yeah. The new season, which I'm excited for. I think that's going to be like an easy, lovely, um, yeah, I think it's just going to be like a warm bath. I love that show so much, so I'm excited to check it out. Me too. I wonder if I can get my parents to watch that one. Oh, yeah. I want <laughs> I want to hear what Mary Alice has to say. We just uh, wrapped up the season one of um, Black Monday, so I think we'll go into season two as a family. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. I also watched... What else is on your list? Michelle Obama documentary um which was very sweet and um it was very sweet I wish it was more like there was more as you say Mm. more 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 um it's kind of hard to do a movie about a book tour you know yeah we're seeing her go from city to city and you know, we're seeing her sit down with guests for like little blips and it's almost like I would have, you know, why don't they just do an hour long conversation with Oprah? You know, it, it's, it felt kind of hard to, to kind of bop in and out, um, but was deeply inspiring. And especially in the beginning when we get the whole backstory of her, you know, growing up in the south side of Chicago and seeing the house and they did a really beautiful job opening the film up and I kind of wanted to just keep going through those doors with her so I thought the book tour was actually kind of um a distraction from her story in a way um but I loved there's a scene with um Malia I think it's Malia or Sasha I think Malia um that was really cute at that lat like you don't really see them and then they kind of pop in like celebrities and it was just it was like a joy to kind of see them her be a mom um and uh, one of the crazy things is like her kids were so little when they were elected I mean to see those young girls I got me so emotional like wow they were such a young family um, which I didn't really process at the time, I guess, of being a college student, like, you know, but I thought that was so sweet. 
Yeah, they were so young. And I want to check out the documentary I read, or I think I listened to the audiobook and I got like halfway through and I was so slow on it that I think it returned itself and I never saw it again. Mm-hmm. But I really do, like, I need to revisit it. I want to deep dive in, especially while we have all this time. I want to like really get into her story and really absorb it um, and check out, check out the movie too. Yeah, I also feel like they didn't, and I could be wrong, but I, they also didn't do like a full interview with Michelle, I don't think. Um, which I think could have been something that could have continued to add to the story, you know? What do you mean they didn't do like a full interview? Like, you know how the in the Hillary Clinton hundred series documentary there was like she her interview was the base of the story. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Michelle I feel like she introed it and then we never, that was it. Or maybe she didn't, I like maybe we got her for 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, so that would have been interesting to really go a little bit deeper. Yeah, definitely. I almost <sighs> think like she should have got like the Hillary treatment in the way that the Hulu series did it, where it's like building out this world and her life story and like everything that the book builds out, you know? I'd love for them to do more. Yeah, more. I'd like to see like four people tackle that story, you know? Totally. That would be great. Um, yeah. I also saw Working Mom season three. Oh, yeah. I have so many friends or who four, love that show. Three or four. Um, you know, I love it's... that you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's four, whatever the new one is. I watched it, um, and I, I thought it was great. I feel like it's really returned to its roots. We've had these conversations before where it needs to be about the women, and when there's four women, it needs to be about their relationship with each other, and when it, they kind of stray into, like, too heavy of an individual story, it gets kind of heavy, um, and I thought they did a really great job of kind of keeping the women together. Um, and it's funny the you to see the kids kind of grow up in the different – the one girl has a teenager and it's so scary. She's getting slut shamed in this season. Um, and kind of just how they deal with it and how they talk about it. And, um, I thought that was a really interesting storyline of like, how do you arm a young woman whose like reputation basically is being like slandered against her? I mean, it's, it sounds heavy when I'm talking about it. It's a comedy and it's, they don't go that into it, but, um, it's still a, a really interesting topic. I feel like we need to do a working moms episode and bring someone on. Cause I think that it's like really resonating with people. And I know that sounds really like dumb and high level, but <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. And I know so many friends have recommended it to me. So we I should f- do an episode. I feel like you would like it because of the dynamic of the, like the way that it's structured traditionally is something you would be interested in. You know, the story of four women, um, mm-hmm. I and I don't really to be honest I wish they did more motherhood stuff like they keep it at a level that's like can emotionally tug your heartstrings like they use it when they need to but it's not like the foundation of the of the like I I think you should watch a couple and tell me you know if you're in the mood to dive in I think you'd like it okay I'll check it out I love how this week's episode I know it's Canadian 
Um, I love how this week's episode is like you recommending things to me because <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't watched a lot, really. I know it's really. I mean, I've I've been. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of hard to to get stuff in these days. I don't know if you're feeling the same. Like I feel like after after work, after I put the baby down, it's like. I feel like I'm on a Zoom like every night. Like I don't know what the hell happened, but like I feel like my somebody asked me to do a Zoom the other day, and I was like, no. <laughs> like I'm not saying yes to any more of these. Um, it's kind of it's been felt strange to feel busy during a quarantine. Oh, it's so weird. I feel like I was talking with a mayor the other day, and he's like, "You have so much time. Like you have so much time. Why aren't you doing yoga? Why aren't you doing this? You have so much time." And I was like, "Do we?" <laughs> do we have a lot of time like I don't feel like I have a lot of time I feel like you know it's just like getting sucked up in whatever it gets sucked up in and it's just like such a weird pace right now also I feel like for me I feel so exhausted by the world that I feel like extra drained and unmotivated and I had a call actually with a couple of um gals and they all said the same thing like unmotivated unmotivated there's just this like uh, to what's going on obviously in the world and I think we are feeling a lot of pressure to to be doing but like we need to I think maybe be just resting yeah I mean I think I feel like I need to rest more and I'm doing too much is I think the like flip side I'm feeling um have like you have you found any like ways to rest intentionally like do you feel like anything's working for you Yeah, I'm really in a good place with my writing lately, Mm. um, where I feel like I've written every day almost of the quarantine. Um, That's amazing. Just for like 30 minutes a day. Yeah, I feel like it's really flowing right now for me, which is a great feeling. Um, And also I'm trying to read a lot more. Like you sent me Untamed by Glennon Doyle, which was amazing. And I just like, instead of like, watching a movie or like hopping on my phone or like doing that stuff, which I realize is against our beaver bites religion, but (laughs) I would, I would just read. And it was like kind of nice. I I don't think there's a time I would have like prioritized that otherwise if we were like in normal routine and normal schedules. So I would like read and it's such a, it's such a like digestible, approachable book. So like if I felt overwhelmed at work or something, I would just take 20 minutes and like read a couple chapters in the afternoon to calm down again. Or like, it was just, it really helped me, um, feel more grounded. So I think being quiet is kind of like what I'm finding helps me the most. Yeah. Do you feel like your writing and your reading are correlated? Yes. Like you're writing more when you read? And I write better when I read. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, I find I I can cultivate my tone of voice better mm. and my sentence structure is better and my vocabulary is better. Yeah, it's absolutely correlated for me. I feel like my writing this week like totally fell off. I don't know like what happened. Probably the global pandemic had something to do with it. Yeah, you know what else is interesting and I'm a little nervous about this, but we'll see what happens. Editing takes up such a huge part of my brain that when I'm not actively sitting at the computer, I'm still thinking about the story all the time. Yeah. And I wonder if, like, part of my creative energy is, like, that was saved for writing is, like, no longer applicable. 
and it's like all being funneled into this one area now. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I feel like there's also a school of thought that believes like if you do one creative task, it opens up another creative task. Mm -hmm. So like if you're really wanting to write, then you edit for the afternoon and then maybe it opens up some space for you to write or not. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's like the idea, like if you compose a piece of music on GarageBand or something, maybe it'll help you paint mm-hmm. if that's what you're ultimately trying to do. So like a lot of artists will like do a thing that's completely unassociated with their um, discipline. Mm, interesting. In order to like open Shake up space up. for the discipline. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny too, because I working on the first 10 minutes, I'm working on the narration for bringing her home and like really thinking about, you know, what I want to say in these moments. And it's interesting, like a couple of times I feel like I've had to like step away and actually like write for it, um, which is just such an interesting exercise now. Yeah, I believe it. I was actually going to say, I wonder if it would help you to write out the story before you edit it. Well, part of, yes, I mean, part of the story can be structured. And then I think part of the joys of editing, for me at least, especially for documentary, is like there's almost this like in syncness that happens where you're sorting the footage and things start to fall into place almost kind of like magnetically that are like, yeah, this could go here or this could go here or this could go here. And it just all like is a feeling and it all just works. Um, And it definitely there's structure that shapes it. But a lot of like the nuance moments feel very, and they should feel, I think when you're watching them, very surprising and like unexpected I love it keep going lady (laughs) I know I'm excited I have uh, some updates to tell you after this call actually about I'm sure you do (laughs) um yeah anything else on your list that's upcoming or that you want to check out No, I think I'm just open for recommendations. I finished The Sopranos. Have we talked about Unorthodox? No. It's it's about a girl leaving the Orthodox Church in Brooklyn. I know. Have you heard or seen or... I heard it's great. Yeah, both of my parents watched it. They both said it was good. Interesting. Um, I want to watch it, but it was like... I think I thought about watching it the beginning like of March and I was like oh it's way too heavy for what is about to come yeah um but I might be in a more of a space for it now Hmm. how about you anything else on your list um let me see here (laughs) the (laughs) the only thing I have um on my list is to ask you who your um Lord of the Rings boyfriend what? I can't I can't even begin to answer this question. I can't even believe this is a question. I knew you would be a Legolas. I knew it. Yeah, and Oh my god. Speaking of platinum blondes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Of course I'm Aragon. Of course I'm Aragon. He's the best. 
Not Return of the King. So boring he is. I don't know. I can't with you. He's anything but boring. That man is a mile a minute. Oh, I'd love to watch those again. <laughs> I was a big Lord of the Rings in college. So was I. Really? Yeah, girl. I've seen that whole trilogy like five times. Oh, man. I love them. And I read them. all the books. Oh, I didn't go that far. Actually, I might have read The Hobbit at one point. But I did love the movies. I thought they were spectacular, fun. I can't believe you love Legolas. Of course. Tell me why. Well, Orlando Bloom is gorgeous. All right. He got be- he got better looking as he aged. I feel like he really fine wined it. Him and Katy Perry. Who knew? Love it. Um. Yeah, I think he's gorgeous. I don't know. There, I can't even remember the attraction or like what he like his major. You know, even his personality in the film, I cannot recall. I mean, his hair was gorgeous. I, I've always loved a, a man with a great... I mean, the other guy, had, Argon, has great hair, too. Um, I don't know. I also like him shooting the uh, arrows. I don't know. There was <laughs> something there. I'm so shocked because Sal is, like, so olive-skinned, dark brown hair, big brown eyes, and that's Aragon. I was, like, shocked. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like an attitude thing, you know? Yeah, maybe. I think probably if we were to go back, you know. Well, Argon is like, isn't he very classic? Like, I don't know. I, You know, I like a bad boy, like a little attitude. Me, I bet Legloss had a little more flair probably than a classical, you know? I mean, he's an elf, so he's got like a big ego, ego on him. Yes, um, I love about a big... Like, please, that tracks with... um. Who's that other guy that I really liked from? Oh, my God. I'm totally blacking. Black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blacking, blanking out on the movie. Black Panther. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Michael, Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Ego. All about He's it. a way bigger badass than Legolas, though. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, pro- I would probably. That, that tracks. All right. All right. All right. There's a through line is what you're saying. Yeah. Got it. Um, before we wrap up our lovely conversation, I was wondering <laughs> if we could do a new segment that I just thought of in my brain <laughs> during my stroke <laughs> called Corona Doing Great. I'm wondering if you want to give any shout outs to any celebs or whoever who you think is like, is anybody like doing a is anybody doing great right now? Like, is anyone? I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, Leslie Jordan continues to thrive. Oh, He's yeah. writing a book, which is the best news of my life. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I don't follow a ton of celebrities anymore. I need to actually start building it up. I ebb and flow with it. Like, I will build it up, and then I'll bring it down, and I'll build it up, and I'll bring it down. Yeah. Um, I watched an interview I love to watch Katie Couric's interviews that she mm. does where she goes yeah. live that's she's something that I've really loved yeah she's in the Hamptons and thriving yeah she's doing great um but yeah maybe I'll give it up to Katie Couric this week that's a great suggestion <laughs> I actually How about have, you? I actually haven't thought of anyone <laughs> <laughs> what the <laughs> as I just uh I don't know who's doing great you're the I don't host know. With the most. I feel like my mom is actually doing really great. Aww. She is the epitome of like 
an optimist and is like convinced this will all be like wrapped up in a couple of weeks and um which I love her for and also drives me crazy but um yeah she continues to really be in a good place I think emotionally which is (laughs) has been (laughs) which has been nice you know I think you really it's contagious you know how you feel um, I definitely feel that with my daughter, of like the energy you're giving them. So, yeah, I Betty's. I would love for you to, if you if you want to nominate somebody you think is doing great, could be celeb or otherwise. I'd love to hear. Um, I'd love to hear it. What what people are up to or what's keeping them up? We all we all need a little bit of up up, right? Absolutely. Cool. Well, this was lovely, Diana. Thank you for taking the time on this Feminist Wednesday to gab with your old friend. You know, you know, I'm here anytime. I keep the mic in my back pocket for moments like this. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Happy Feminist Wednesday, Erin. Happy Feminist Wednesday. Bye.